Friday, the 1st of January, 1915. Sailing on board the Ulysses 10 days from sunny Victoria for a destination which can only be known on the rear pages of this diary. Left Albany two days ago after a very smooth passage from Melbourne. Food very good, but slightly Moorish. Troops made voluntary parade to the cookhouse demanding more. Things seemed as though they threatened mutiny for a while, but after an explanation by our major, meals were dished up by our mess orderly in somewhat similar style as we get at home sweet home. Saturday, the 2nd of January, 1915. Sleeping out is a practice taken up very largely on board. Unlike camp life, we are swung in hammocks instead of the waterproof sheet on the hard ground. On gazing down from the upper deck, one can see hammocks swinging from every available holder. Our Company C of the 14th Battalion is unfortunate to strike guard. Every man is given a special duty and for some of us it lasts through the night and morning until 8am. Not very interesting walking about all night trying to keep awake on guard. Sunday the 3rd of January 1915 a very easy day, only a morning inspection of our crockery dishes, etc., which must be kept scrupulously clean, and then three church parades. A very effective sermon was preached on bad language with its causes and effects. The formation of a choral society, which we think will take well. Monday, the 4th of January, 1915. Plenty of physical exercises. If I keep it this well, I'm sure I'll be more than 10 stone before the return. Also, an examination on the rifle made the day very interesting. Second dose inoculation, after which the usual cry is, keep away from my arm. Tuesday, the 5th of January, 1915. Two weeks sailing from Melbourne. On looking from astern, one is able to detect the order in which we are sailing. 17 troop ships in close formation of three columns. Wednesday, the 6th of January, 1915. In the vicinity of the equator, so you can imagine what the heat is. Lolling about the deck in armchairs all day, one is tempted to cast his thoughts back on home sweet home. Thursday, the 7th of January, 1915. Early this morning, we are blessed with a tropical shower. These showers are as thick as the heaviest rainfall we have at home and come up within a few minutes' notice. Friday, the 8th of January, 1915. Excessive heat still prevails, and on strolling about the deck, stepping over prostrate friends, one thinks he is the only being on board with energy. 8pm on upper deck, a drink of ice water, lemon squash. Saturday, the 9th of January, 1915. Heavy tropical showers. Men are parading again about tainted food. A row of dishes along the deck, hundreds of men around. A dog is brought and put before the meat and sniffs food. Then immediately trots off hungry amidst cheering from men. This is only one instance. Sunday the 10th of January 1915. Parson preached very good and effective sermon as usual. 8pm, 
All boats stop as a burial service is being conducted on the NZ. This is the second death in the second AEF. Monday, the 11th of January, 1915. We are crossing the line today. The sooner the better for this heat is just about getting us under. Tuesday, the 12th of January, 1915. My 22nd birthday, a day from Colombo. Not having seen any land since we left Australia, we naturally look forward to this treat with no little interest. We have orders today to get our equipment ready for a route march. Wednesday, the 13th of January, 1915. Four o'clock this morning, land inside at last. Seven o'clock sees us anchored inside the harbour, which is cut off from the main water by a concrete breakwater. As soon as we pulled up into our position, we were very soon surrounded on all sides with Negroes with boatloads of tropical fruits of all descriptions. Several, more eager to earn money than the others, climbed up the ship's side to the upper deck and gave exhibitions of diving for four shillings a dive. Friday, the 15th of January, 1915. Seemed almost a mutiny again. Hundreds of troops climbed down ropes into boats of eager niggas ashore after being so disappointed in not being allowed ashore. These defaulters were all caught and reprimanded for punishment at disembarkation. Saturday, the 16th of January, 1915. The fleet. Ulysses. Ceramic. Subic. Persic, Port Macquarie, Vestala, Ajana, Ayrshire, Barama, Border, Willowcra, Vendalia, Altonia, and three German boats. Monday, the 18th of January, 1915. All boats stop for a burial. This is the seventh death since embarkation. Bodies are sewn up in a hammock and put overboard. I have no inclination for a death at sea. Wednesday, the 20th of January, 1915. We are at present sailing halfway between Colombo and Egypt. Expect to land at Aden for a route march. Thursday, the 21st of January, 1915. A thin line of smoke on the horizon early this morning caused a little excitement. Nearly every glass available was pointed in that direction. This continued until about 3 o'clock p.m. when it was discovered to be an armed merchant boat and not a German cruiser. Friday, the 22nd of January, 1915. Another burial at sea this morning making the 8th since embarkation. Saturday, the 23rd of January, 1915. More land hove in sight today. Aden, a very fine spot. The first thing we saw was a huge rock appearing on the horizon like a cloud. We stayed here for about eight hours. It is very interesting to see the different types of these appeared to be a more civilised and a better class than those of Colombo. 
Although we anchored well out, we were soon surrounded on all sides by this tribe with boatloads of tin pines, dates, and Turkish and Egyptian cigarettes. These were going at six per hundred upwards to two shillings. I think we all have enough now to last us to end of war. Sunday, the 24th of January, 1915. At 2am, we passed through the strait into the Red Sea. Hugging the coast of Africa all along, caravans can be seen drawn by mules down the steep mountain tracks. Another burial today, making the 10th. Monday, the 25th of January, 1915. Sailing up the Red Sea, we passed the 12 Apostles Islands. Barren rocks jutting hundreds of feet upwards right from the water's edge with a lighthouse on top. Tuesday, the 26th of January, 1915. In the Red Sea, no land in sight. We travelled 300 miles. This is a record for the voyage. Had no sleep until one o'clock in the morning. We were no sooner in our hammocks, one side when landed out the other. Wednesday, the 27th of January, 1915. Travelled 295 miles. Land closing in on both sides, 195 miles to Suez. Thursday, the 28th of January, 1915. Arrived at Suez 4.30 this morning. Long before sunrise, we were surrounded again by this dark tribe. One thing we noticed, very difficult to distinguish women from men, went down the freezing chamber on board. Friday, the 29th of January, 1915. Left Suez, up the canal we go. Passed alongside the British man of war, Ocean. Also a stone throw from the main street. First sign of active service. Trenches on both sides of canal. Gurkhas on the defence. We passed another man of war requiem at Ishmalia. Anchored here tonight. Saturday, the 30th of January, 1915, 7am. Leaving this lonely place of one motor and several camels. We have camps on both sides. Gurkhas. We passed another British cruiser swift shore. Also the, in the canal, the banks are not more than a stone's throw from one end to another, except in the lakes of 82 miles in length. We took two days to do this journey. Arrived at Port Said, 3.30pm, the most interesting port so far. The city is right on the banks of the canal, so we were soon surrounded by sideshows and native traders. Refer to. Sunday, the 31st of January, 1915. Left Port Said, 12 o'clock Saturday night. Fair sailing. We arrived at Alexandra, four o'clock, where we are really going to land at last. Parson gave very impressive address, reconduct of first contingent. With the result on our arrival, absolute silence reigned supreme on board. For the first time, we trod terra firma. My vaccination taken very badly, so I stopped back on board while the others went for a route march through Alexandria. We all went ashore at 7 o'clock p.m. and marched to the trains. 
At 9.35, we started for Cairo and from there to Heliopolis, arriving here at 4.20 a.m. A journey I shall never forget, thinking every minute was my last. I could not walk to the camp, got a lift in transports.